You hear that? You hear that? Sound of ambulances rushing on their way to Albany after... Well, not really after. Before the fact, we're just getting ready for... Um, whatever Moose is going to be able to do to us in round one. I'm scared as fuck. I don't know. This guy could literally rip one leg off. He could just... You know, sexually assault us. He could like there are like endless opportunities of what this team is capable of doing to mine after what we just did to him last week. Um, we have ambulances on the way. We're gonna have paramedics on the scene, um, EMTs. We're gonna be ready for it. But um, yeah, I mean, the only thing that we really need is lube. And I finished my predictions for the season off. On a horrid note, <clears throat> went two and four. Yep, tough shitter. To be fair, I would have been three and three, but Aaron Donald won me to play on the last play of the game, so whatever. Fuck, he just he dicked us in more ways than one on that play. Like, sure, it was cool to win the game, but like, let's be real. I think we would have been better off losing. Without further ado, though, I'm going to get into my predict. I'm not going to do any toilet bowl predictions. I'm sorry, boys. But I can't bring myself to it. I just got PTSD from that toilet bowl. <clears throat> First matchup, we're going to start with me versus Moose. And I mean, Matt, I can't say enough um, about how good Moose's team is. I am... Um, and I mean, like, it's not going to be pretty. Yes, we did just beat him. And yes, we could have had more points, had a couple of misplays. But still, uh, you can't expect Moose's team to get under 400 points in consecutive weeks. It doesn't work that way. So we're going to have to score at least 400 and we're going to have to go to work. And I don't think, I, I love us. I love the cats to death. But there's something in me that says, you were lucky enough to make the playoffs just... Like I said last week, we're here for a good time, not a long time. End the streak and just dip out. Probably what's going to happen. <coughs> oh, I'm rigged. Moose also just lost Heartbreaker. That guy was so pissed. Like, I could tell when he said that, oh, fuck off message. I can tell when Moose says that, that he's pissed. And um, when you load, load up into the app on uh, Tuesday morning... And you see who you're playing in the playoffs. And it's the same guy, but he's changed his name in all capital letters to I will have my vengeance. Uh, it struck fear into us. It truly, truly did. Oh, my pup's coming into the room now, I see. I don't think he wants to stay with me. I have to do my hair. Go sleep. It's okay. Another interruption. Back to back weeks. Yeah, relax. You go sleep. I love you. Damn, like that's. Didn't you see the on air sign? There is no on air. It was a joke. Skedaddle. Sorry. What I was saying is that Moose is gonna anal us. We are going to lose in round one. Congratulations, Moose. Next, we're moving on to Furley versus Knack, and well. This one is actually tough to pick because I do think that overall Furley's team is, they deserve respect. Uh, they deserve more than respect. And uh, let's, you know, 
give kudos to Furley after last year was his rookie year. Everybody can expect you're coming. Like, our fantasy league, as we know, works way different than any other fantasy league. There's a, a certain knowledge you have to have that comes with our league just because of how different everything is. There's more positions. There's more bench spots to fill. Waiver wire, you have to try and find certain players before anyone else does. Um, you know, two QBs. Not a lot of teams play two QBs, too. Like, obviously, like, more team, more leagues play with only one quarterback. And then when you have 12 teams with two QBs, then everything starts getting real. Our league is one of the toughest leagues in all the land to play in. Um, there's not a lot of... I, I think Matt Barry, throw him in this league. I don't think he hangs. I don't think Matt Barry could hang in our league. I'm being honest. He doesn't understand the nuances. He doesn't understand the little things you have to do. I don't know what any of those are either because I can't fucking win, so... But this matchup, it's gonna be fucking tough. I don't even want to have to be able to pick someone. But... Here's another thing I should say. Oh, I guess Furley's going to have to take Rex out of his lineup. But here's another thing I'll have to say. This playoffs is going to be the most mangled playoffs we have ever seen in fantasy. And that is because of COVID. Um, COVID's going off, man. Like, it's absolutely going ballistic. I'm almost excited for it in a way. Because I know my team is fucked regardless. So I kind of just get to see what it does to other teams. Um... I have a feeling there are going to be some upsets that COVID plays a large part into. I, I, I can't exactly see what I think it is. Like, I, I don't know if I'll predict it to be that way in a playoff prediction. Prediction. Damn. Playoff prediction. But I will say that I think that both Knack and Furley are unreal. There could be COVID implications that come into any of these games after my predictions. Um, it's been that way for a lot of my predictions throughout the year. I make my predictions on Wednesday. So by the time Sunday rolls around, a lot of shit can happen, right? Like, for example, Jamal Williams was my well on my well list last week. And about 40 minutes after the episode dropped, he got put onto the COVID list. So I can't see these things coming. So obviously, sometimes it dicks me. And like, for example, like if I picked Rich last week, which I did... Um, Jamal Williams being in the lineup and a couple other boys were, you know, largely impacted that. By the time Sunday rolled around, half these guys were ruled out. So it's things like that. Like, if I would have known beforehand, maybe I'd change my decision. But for playoffs, <coughs> just send it. I think that, obviously, both these teams are absolutely just fucking loaded with talent. Top to bottom. Um... I have to, I guess, kind of make a little bit of, like, a prediction on who is going to play for Furley at Flex if it is not... Well, if it, it can't be uh, Burkhead, he has been ruled out as of, like, the last hour or two. Uh, so I don't really know who's going to be playing in there, but um, then the Flexes will be kind of even between Marvin and Kendrick Bourne and then Dawson Knox and whoever Furley is. Like, these teams are right down the line. I mean, Lamar versus Mahomes... Uh, obviously, I think that we'll have to see what's going on with Lamar's ankle. How, if he does play, how much will it hinder him? Um, he had to obviously take a cart. He was limping real badly at the time it happened, which is a lot different than a week later. So it all remains to be seen. But you know what? Um, Furley has had an amazing season, and I think that it is a learning curve for him this season. Like, learning curve was last year. And I think he's kind of t- taken most of that, and, you know... 
I said right from the hop, I loved his team at the draft. He has made some trades, but he hasn't really shaken it up. Like, like he hasn't blown the whole team up where it's, like, unrecognizable, you know? Um, I definitely could have seen him making the playoffs from the way he drafted. He did a really good job. Melvin Gordon was one of the best picks in the entire draft. You wouldn't expect that, but, you know, like, it just worked out so well for him. And, um, yes, he does have the least points against out of all the teams in the playoffs, but... Um, he still has a respectable amount of points for, so, you know, still have to respect that. And, I mean, with that being said, I, I, I do think that Furley's team is absolutely, like, unreal, but something tells me that Nack ain't going one and done again. And I'm just going with my heart on these playoff games because it's tough to just go by the teams. And, uh, well, Nack does have that history of the one and done. It's not going to happen this year, I don't think, at least. So I'm picking Nack. Next, we have BG versus Leg. Um, you know, out of disrespect to Legro, but I really just think that um, Brody is going to win this one. I don't really want to go too in-depth, but I just think Brody's team is a lot better. Um, Legro obviously sneaks into the playoffs with the 10th most points for, which you have to respect it. They just battle. That's all that is. Boys, we're going to battle. And overall, I think that if you look at, you know, the grand scheme of things... You can't be that mad at what Legro's done this year. I mean, he pulled out all the stops, and it's a respectable year, but I'm going to still pick Brody. And then an extreme rivalry matchup between Truns and Ben. They have been going at it. They have been beaking all year long. But the last week, it's came down to it. Um, they've been dissing. And it's going to be a close match. But you know what? There's something like Jonathan Taylor, and there's not really an answer for him. And it's still like... It's a fucking tough... Those are two good teams, but I think that, you know, it's tough to predict. Because, I mean, what if, what if Kyle Allen does not have um, an ability to go out there and play, right? Like, then, then you're really looking at a situation where... It just becomes like, what do you do? Because you, you have to wait till Shermer comes onto the app. And then if someone else snags him, then you find yourself having to make another trade. But trade deadline's over, so you can't do that. It's going to be tough because that could be something that plays in. But if I'm going to have to go off the basis that he will have two QBs. And if that's the case, I'm going to pick Trankler. And that are my round one predictions. I figure. Moving on into my power rankings. This will be the final edition of the power rankings for the season. Um, the, you know, power rankings heading into the playoffs. So, obviously, the four teams that are in the toilet bowl, I won't exclude you from this list. I will include you. I have been excluding you enough. How could I act like I'm top shit? Like, oh, look at the toilet bowl. Bunch of scum below me. Like, my name is like, absolutely etched into that toilet bowl. They were expecting me back for a third year. Never mind. They're lucky I declared for the playoffs. Fuck. We got lucky, too. And that's lucky for the podcast, because if we wouldn't miss the playoff three years in a row, I would have had to really sit back this summer and say, man, what am I doing here? Like, I can't keep doing that and, and not make the playoffs, because then it just makes me look like a complete idiot. Another one! Another one! Skittle! 
scaring the piss out of me. But with that being said, number 12 for the year, I put Neller. Tough year for Neller. He did have a lot of absolutely like shitty hands dealt his way. But I think where I put Neller 12 is because um, I don't mean this with any any like means of disrespect. But I think Neller would agree with me also in which like, sure, not entirely his fault. But I think going back to that draft, Neller would agree he made some pretty vital errors. He made some pretty bad picks that kind of costed him. Uh, he had some good picks. Don't get me wrong. But he also had some tough ones, and I kind of fucking threw the season a little bit um, through the wayside a little bit early for Neller, which made it a little harder for him to climb back. And But he did make some deals when he had to to try and stay afloat. But um, I guess overall for Neller now, his decision in the summer becomes the obvious pick many would think would be Waddle. But Neller has never had Kyler before. He finally has his hands on him, and he can lock Kyler up for another year if he wants it. We'll see what Neller does. But good year, Nelson. And uh, we'll see you August 25th, brother. I mean, we will see you in the toilet bowl, but like, like the eyes won't be on you as much. Next, we have Sandy. Kind of another thing, same thing with Sandy. A couple of mistakes at the draft. Like Michael Thomas being one of them, obviously. Um, Josh Allen being the first quarterback taken off the board. Don't get me wrong. I love Josh. He's a baller. You're a Bills fan. We all get it. But in terms of fantasy, I think you can understand why it was probably not the right move. Um, that plus all the injuries he was dealt, it was pretty impossible to find a way to climb back. Put him at 11. Number 10, Clark. And I will say this. Um, if Clark had Derrick Henry the entire year and if Henry Ruggs... I wouldn't say like Henry Ruggs was like that vital of a piece, right? He's still a good player. He's like a flex, but like a wide receiver three maybe. But you still don't want the guy to go and kill someone by driving really, really fast. You know, like F1 car type of speed. Damn, what a sad story that was. But... Obviously, in Clark's case as well, there was a lot of things that, you know, didn't really go his way this year. So, yeah. But I think that maybe he has a little bit of an option going into next year with more keepers. Uh, CD was pretty much his only keeper option last year, um, which was still a good keeper. But it's like, I think a lot of teams really want that running back keeper. That's what people really aim for just because of how fast running backs go flying off the board in that first 15, 16 picks. That's like literally 16 of them gone right there. Plus, you know, maybe about, let's say, eight teams have a keeper at running back. You're suddenly looking at very little running back options. That's kind of how it works the way it does. But I give Clark credit because he did battle. He made trades till the end. Absolutely ripped me for Judy. Like a deal that really sent my skis down the fucking shit. Or like any chance I had of being competitive was gone after that idiotic trade. But... At the end of the day, the injuries hit him hard. It was just a little bit too, a little, too little too late. And at number nine, the last person to be battling for the playoff spot was Rich. Uh, he also had extreme unluck, especially this week leading up to the game. But um, 
I will give Rich a lot of credit. He was down and out early. He continuously made big trades, continuously tried to stay afloat, and it literally took him all the way until that last week where it was a win-and-get-in situation. And all it took was his team just completely falling apart and all basically had the team not playing. I give you a lot of credit, Rich. It was very commendable. Um, way to turn the season around. Fortunately, though, it did not pan out. Have fun in the toilet bowl. Number eight, we put leg. And I would usually put the cats at number eight because I really do think that we aren't good. And that's not a knock at leg, but what, what does that say to what I think about leg's team to put them below the cats? Um, I think the real thing for me is just 10th and points for. Like, you know, like you really like just struggle to put points on the board. Um, the team is still kind of like bang. Like, is Pollard even going to play? Don't think. And then once again, you're looking real tough situation. Same with Waller. Um, and you're playing a team like Brody where obviously like it's not looking good for you going forward. But in terms of the season, I think that you being able to finish in the playoffs is nothing short. This is gonna like this is This is just me talking from the heart. It's not that I have a grudge on leg, but this is me saying with the way that his running backs were after the draft, I think it's nothing short of a miracle that Legro made the playoffs. That's just me being honest, and obviously, like, picks like A-Rob, right? Odell. Yes, Odell's kind of picked it up, but still, like, where he was, like, you know, it was not good for that first whatever amount of games when he was in Cleveland. Um, Sony Michelle. That happened on draft day, obviously, so we were a little up in the air. We didn't know what to expect, but it really just didn't pan out Sony's way, and Hendo was pretty much the guy all year. And Then it was pretty much just Zeke all he had, man. And then apparently his like next starting running back we didn't come until like round like like really late. It was, and it was Pollard. It was when he was grabbing his handcuff for Zeke, and that's where he found his second best running back on the team. Obviously, he had Rashad Penny breakout last week, so we'll throw a little respect there. But I think that he has a very tough matchup this week. Um, overall, this season, like disappointment from some players. Tyreek, I mean, you draft him at that wide receiver one or two position and he's not in the top two, it kind of hurts. But um, I think that's because the Chiefs, oh, was figured out early. When he drafted Tyreek and Kelsey, it was really scary. But when we saw how that Chiefs, oh, has been, was stalling out in that first half of the year, they're picking up a bit. But overall, it was not the same offense. And when Tyreek and Kelsey weren't the weapons that they were at the picks that they were for leg, it, it kind of made it a little harder. Tyreek being his second-round pick, Kelsey being his fourth-round keeper, those are two rounds where you can get up running backs and really fill out your squad on the running back position, right? And if Tyreek and Kelsey didn't pan out, which they, you, know, you could argue didn't, you're going to find yourself in a position with the 10th most points for in the league. Number seven, we put us. Won't get into it too much, but I do think that, um, you know, a, a mix of bad decisions and bad luck, but it happens to everyone. So it's not really an excuse. It's just got to learn to just stop making dumb trades for players I like. And I think this year, like, I know you'll hear it and you'll probably laugh, but you no, know, like the Judy trade really opened my eyes because I look at how bad I fucked myself and I don't think I'll ever be doing a big trade like that again because now... I just want to win. 
maybe after I win a championship, I'll start making more trades like that where I can, you know, watch play, get players I want to watch. But I think from now on, I'm, I have to be able to, to control myself and put my foot down and just stop being stupid and understand that sometimes depth is worth more than just dumping it all off to get a player you want. Just terrible trade. But hopefully we've learned our lesson. We did kind of, you know, keep the squad together for the most part. But all in all, it'll be around one exit for the kids. Number six, I put Bruce. And overall, Bruce had a good year. I think that it was just, it was slow start for the receivers. Amari really wasn't the exact same. Stefan Diggs started, so he's picking it up. So that's kind of like gave Bruce a real big push towards playoffs. Eckler really panned out. He's been unreal. He got Najee in that big... Like, there's a lot of things Ben has done. Carson Wentz has even been, like, a great value for where he got him. Derek Carr, too. Uh, it really comes down to if Ben's going to be able to sneak out the win against runs. I think that if he can, then he absolutely has a chance to go all the way. Because, like, there's no reason that he can't if he can knock off a team like Trunz. But I think that overall, he get a good team. It was, like, right in the middle of the pack, and there was some times early in the year where his points against was low. Still kind of is, but overall, not the lowest. So, can you say? <clears throat> At number five, I put Knack. Um, going into the playoffs, I mean, Knack's team went absolutely ballistic last week without two of, you know, really solid players that... <laughs> Could have had him looking at around for like more 460-ish, you know? So that kind of plays into part. His team is looking a lot better heading right into the playoffs. Um, Daryl Williams has proven to actually be startable and going forward with Clyde in the lineup. Something I didn't think would happen, but hey, it fucking works, so don't fix it. And if he's getting you points, do not even consider fucking sitting that man. Don't even consider, you know, anything. Because Daryl's been balling for you. And, like, surprisingly, he has been putting up RB3 numbers. So, kind of worked out. Um, for Knack in the playoffs, to me, I think uh, Lamar is the big question. Um, what's his mobility going to look like if he plays? And is it going to be able to hinder him in his fantasy performance? Because we all know that his running is what fucking is just going to make your asshole pucker every time you watch someone who plays who you play in fantasy and they have Lamar, right? You just don't like watching that shit. It's terrible. But overall, I think that Knack, you know, he was pretty ravaged by injuries at a point and he was getting hit with them. So I would say it was a pretty pretty solid regular season. All comes down to if he can avoid that one and done that he's kind of, you know, grown accustomed to. He's beat it once, but every other year, fine. Furley is number four, and I mean, I loved Furley's team right from the hop. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, I was already talking about his team, but I think that he just made, like, really the right picks. He didn't really <clears throat> have any big reaches, uh, and he picked, like, who fell to him and just kind of shaped up his squad. I think uh, his team could have even been better if Mahomes had, you know, not had a little bit of a slump. It's not something we're really expected to see. Uh, um, there's also been, like, a case of, like, where you don't really think that Miles Sanders was going to do or 
exactly pan out the way he did. Then Chris Carson didn't end up coming back. So there were some things that um, definitely didn't work in Furley's way. Um, he did have a point where he was pretty banged up with injuries with Jarvis, Judy. I remember that point in the season as well. There was Gronk too. So there was guys that he was going to have to play that he wouldn't have really wanted to. And overall, he made it out second seed. So I respect Furley on a commendable bounce back season. And best of luck to him against that clown knack. And now number three, I'm putting trends. And I think the reason that is it was not what Trends wants to see leading up into the playoffs. So two weeks going in, two L's, and the team didn't really perform to the way that he wanted last week. Like, it was really bad to see. And, I mean, you have to imagine they're getting all the shit out of the way before getting all the smell out of the way before playoffs come. But, I mean, I don't know. It was scary. Um, I still think Trends is, like, one of the teams that you do not want to play. But I will say that I think that the last couple of weeks has made his team look mortal. They look beatable. If you can find a way to do it, I think that maybe three weeks ago, nobody thought that was possible. But now I think it's more so if you can dig deep enough, you can find a way. So, but overall, Trent's team is disgusting. He had an unbelievable draft. Like, the value picks that he managed to pull out were unbelievable. So, uh, and he's put himself in a position to have Jonathan Taylor next year again. So, I would expect him to be in the, you know, competitive team again. But we'll see what happens. Anything can happen. <sighs> Drum roll. <laughs> Number two. Uh, this is a bad idea, isn't it? Number two, I'm putting Moose. Um, and it's not a um, slight dig in my opponent. It is definitely not because that would make him even more angrier and his team more angrier and make them want to bend me over even more on this weekend. So that's not what we're trying to do here, I promise. Um... Basically, my reasoning is it's not like he has um, like, like 400, 500 more points for it. 200 is still a lot, but like Brody is like really right behind him. Like he, Brody is on the cusp of 5K. Um, and Moose has two less wins than Brody. And I think really what to me, which was hard to not have Brody at number one, which he obviously is. Um, Brody's on a five-game win streak heading into the playoffs. His points four picked up. Um, and really, though, it's like his team is kind of getting hot at the right time. Um, there's a couple boys who have been maybe slightly a little dinged up. Um, and, I mean, obviously, Elijah Moore going on IR was just terrible timing for him. But, I mean, I think you look at the emergence of Josh Reynolds and Julio is back. Uh, Dalvin Cook just looks better with no shoulders, however that makes sense. And Javante Williams has been on that. Like, there's a lot of things to be looking forward to. This team can make... Brody can easily go the distance again. Absolutely can. You know, there's... I think all year his team has been at the top, but also has still been doubted because people have looked at Trunz and Moose's team, myself included, and thought, Brody may have the better record, but I would still rather play him. Um, I, th- I think that's... That mindset is going to be proven to not be the way to think because I think Brody's team can literally beat anybody in the league I do think that he would have beaten Moose and Trends last week both so you know I think um the only team with 10 wins I have to just be able to put him number one and he's 
ahead of trends by three wins, ahead of Moose by two wins, right? So I, I have to do the I have to do the main respect, and I think it's like not even like the team is that bad on paper. Where I'm like, oh, I just can't do it. No, this team is definitely good enough. That's my power rankings. That's the jerk off session. I hope you enjoyed it. All right, there will not be well shit for the playoffs because, quite frankly, man. I can't even predict shit like that. Because, look, I put Jamal Williams on the well list and the guy gets COVID 20 minutes later after I upload there. What am I supposed to do? Um, <clears throat> last week, though, I did say Taylor Heineke was going to do well. The guy had, like, negative four points for, like, half the game, so that'll tell you all you need to know. Jamal Williams had COVID. However, KJ Osborne did play very well. I got one right. You're going to give me a little credit. Shit, Cole Beasley, he had 21. By Cole Beasley's fucking standards, Christ, I was wrong. Mike Will had 21. Can't say I was right there. A-Rob probably had, like, nothing. Don't even have to check. I just kind of know. So I was right there. And that'll be it for well shit. But to replace well shit, I'm going... uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do for next week. I think, like, the... Next couple of weeks episodes will probably be a bit shorter because there are less games to predict and yada, yada, yada. But what are we doing here, boys? The Broncos are signing HaHa Clinton Dix and Travis Fulgham to their practice squad. <laughs> Elite. I'm just going to run through it, boys. I made a little playoff. I think that the playoffs, if I do remember correctly, they follow in the brackets order. Um... Does not work in a way where the top seed will always play the bottom seed. I thought that was the case, but it's not. It is probably going to work in a bracket order because I think I've looked back at the last couple of years and that's how it worked. So, unless it changed, I don't know, but we're going to go off that. Obviously, going off of the games I predicted earlier, I have Brody winning his game, Truns winning his game, Moose and Knack winning their games, respectively. Which means Brody versus Truns would be a game in round two. And Moose and Knack would be another game in round two. Um, I might be going the easy route here. But, I mean, technically not. Because I do have Brody at one on power rankings. And, I mean, he is, like, on paper, technically the best team in fantasy. Like, record-wise and everything. So, you know. It's not like I'm picking the top top dogs. What seed is... I'm... Okay, yeah. Moose is three seed. Truns, I believe, is four. So, it'll be the three and the four seed to have making the finals. But it is the team that a lot of people have thought all year. Probably have the best chance of making it there. And there is a clear path for them both to end up in the finals. So, I'm going to have to roll with it. And I'm going with Moose and Truns in the finals. Uh, those are two teams that I think have the best, like, just complete overall lineup. And the flexes are, I think, what um, can separate these teams. Um, probably more so Moose. But, you know, when it comes to... I also say this, like, I could be so wrong because I can't even predict 20 minutes into the future. A bunch of boys can come out on the COVID list, let alone two weeks or three weeks, the entire playoffs, right? So I'm just going off of, like, what I got right now. Oh, he's going nuts. He's going nuts. He's going nuts. I think someone's home. I think someone's home. Um, if it comes down to Moose first trends, I would literally love for both those guys to win. Uh, honest to God. I think it would be super fucking cool for Moose to be the first ever... I mean, I just think it'd be super cool in general to see somebody become the first ever to win two. You know, I think that'd be something that's pretty neat. 
Um, but I think overall what I would want more to happen is for a little Slinkleberry to win his first ring. You know, I think the kid has put a good team together pretty much every year he's been in the league. He's been pretty damn competitive. Um, he always seems to have like a real good balance on his team, and he, he just drafts well. I'll be honest. I'm not trying to jerk the kid. I'm just see, calling it how it is. Um, it's tough to predict a game like that, but I think I'm more so going to pick with what I think I would want to happen. And it's no disrespect to Moose, because I would love to see you become the first-time double champ, but... Uh, my prediction will be, I think if Trunz gets out around one, he's going all the way. And I think Jonathan Taylor's going to carry him as far as he needs to. And uh, that's my prediction. Nick Trunzo will be your champion. I'm going with it, and I'm locking it in. Good luck every week. Oh, good luck every week. Holy fuck. That's one way to end it. I'm wrecked. Good luck to everyone this week. Um, even the boys in the toilet bowl, I know I didn't give you guys as much love as you probably would have wanted, but I've been in there for the last two years, man, and I gave myself no love. So you know what? It ain't like I'm just doing it because it's you guys. It's the toilet bowl. No one really wants to hear about people who aren't going to have, you know, I will mention, however, you know, maybe in the last week, like who's like looking at the toilet bowl finals, because that game does have some relevance. Whoever wants the most tickets in the new revamped lottery and... To be honest, winning the toilet bowl now actually has very, very great significance. Because, I mean, if you give yourself the best chance to win in this new lottery, which I love the setup of it, I think that gives you the best chance for next year to give yourself. Because we've... How many times do we see the person at sixth overall? Just, you know, time and time again, have an amazing team if they avoid injuries and it's so balanced and whatever. Everyone loves that pick. I've even said it, like, if I had the opportunity last year when I won the lottery, I would have taken sixth overall. No, I'm not mad that I got first. Obviously, McCaffrey dicked us in too many ways, but sixth would have been a fucking nice pick, and I would have taken it just because I, I haven't had it before, and I'd love to see what kind of team I could build if I did have it. Um, I love the way the new lottery, so I do think I should maybe touch on that a bit in the practice. <sighs> practice squad. What the fuck? That's because I just a tweet popped up on my fucking phone as a practice squad in the toilet bowl i would love to uh get into it a bit just to see like who has the best chance of you know helping them out in the lottery because there are these teams that you know maybe they don't have the absolute worst situation going forward i mean i haven't really looked into it but if those four teams at the bottom all have a good keeper neller for example neller goes and wins the toilet bowl somehow and he could either have kyler wherever he wants or waddle who's probably going to be the pick way later and he could get himself sixth overall again and we know what happened last time Neller had sixth overall I said the burp well we know what happened last time he had sixth overall right so I mean with that being said I wish everybody in the toilet bowl luck too so I didn't get a love but I do wish you luck everybody in the playoffs I wish you luck um hopefully our team stay healthy on the field and off the field with COVID because that is just ripping anuses left and right um, it's going to be one of the weirdest playoffs ever because I guarantee you that some amazing players, some top-tier players, some of the team's best players are going to be on the COVID list and are going to be missing playoffs, completely throwing their season into the dust. So it's going to be something to watch, but, you know, it's going to be something we got to live through. And maybe one day when we're all veterans, you know, maybe 40 years old, maybe some of us with kids, Moose, probably not. Moose said he hates kids, but... There will be a time where some of us all have kids and all be in fantasy league and 
We can look back at the years where we were playing with COVID and we go, holy fuck. Do you remember when COVID was around and fucking what's his name made the finals and then three of his guys had COVID and he got dick? Whatever, you know, something like that. I hope at least, but at the way this shit's going, fuck. With that being said, boys, thank you for a great regular season. I somehow made it through every single week. I don't know how I did it. I guess it helps when you're not like three and ten or whatever I was every other year. Thanks a lot, Saquon, as I go and get him. But, that being said, once again, everybody, I can't stress it enough because, you know, I want to be a good guy. I want to make sure everybody knows that I'm rooting for them. I don't have any hatred towards anyone. Moose, you too, man. Like, you don't got to come at me with that vengeance shit, man. I'm a little too nervous for that game, man. Like, you got to chill a little bit, man.